Welcome to the See You Next Summer podcast. I am your host, Billy Pollahan, and with me is the Totoro to my May, I guess, uh, Mr. Raul Rodriguez. Oh, hi, hi, guys. This is Raul. Um, I, I don't know if I did a bad Totoro impression, but hey, I'm Raul. Yeah, and we are starting Studio Ghibli Month. I am so, so excited because I love Studio Ghibli, and Raul has never seen any of them before. Mm -hmm. Knowing his taste in movies, it's going to be a very interesting ride. Yes. Have a hell of a time. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah, um, that's the thing. I, have I haven't seen most of the Ghibli movies. I only have seen scenes of them. Like, I have seen scenes of Kiki. That was the one where I told you where the parents turned into pigs, right? That, no, that was Spirited Away. Sorry, Spirited Away. I saw that scene. I saw... I have seen scenes of House Moving Castle, but like the whole movies in like in the whole no. But yeah, oh, I'm so I'm excited, especially because this was like Billy's month of like choose or choosing something. So I'm excited to see something new because I'm not a big. I'm not saying that I'm a, I'm a big fan of anime. I haven't followed anime. Like I was telling Billy, some of the animes that I saw random episodes when I was little. Uh, the Knights of the Zodiac, uh, Rama and a Half, some episodes of Sailor Moon, but I didn't grow up like a lot of my generation in your generation as well. I didn't saw Dragon Ball Z, I didn't saw Pokemon, so like the big stuff, but also like uh, the Ghibli movies is one of the biggest. I mean, I'm a big fan of animation. Billy knows this. This is one of the one of the biggest holes in my animation like uh, viewing that I haven't seen is the Ghibli movies. Yeah, it's it's a huge blind spot for him, and I am more than willing to help him correct it. And maybe some people will help me along the way. So this is going to be very interesting because Studio Ghibli movies typically don't have the typical three-act structure, mm -hmm. so to speak. They feel more like indie movies, so this is going to be a very interesting discussion. And we're going to start off with probably the most famous Studio Ghibli movie. It's the one I always recommend people first just to get a taste of what the studio is like. My Neighbor Totoro. Mm-hmm. Yep, released in 1988, and he is the mascot for Studio Ghibli, the mm -hmm. character of Totoro himself. Mm -hmm. He's a very recognizable figure. You've seen him in pop culture. You've seen him recognized all over the world, and this is considered one of the best uh, children's animated movies simply because of how iconic it was, mm -hmm. much like how Toy Story is iconic for Americans. Mm-hmm. This is the same thing with Japanese, and this is all mainly due to Hayao Miyazaki, who wrote and directed and also animated on this. Wow. If you tell most people who Hayao Miyazaki is in America, they probably won't believe you. But if you tell anybody that loves animation, anybody in Japan, or just people that love film, they will tell you he is a god mm -hmm. in the animation. Like, if there was a Mount Rushmore of animation and figures he would definitely be up there so technically he's kind of like the alice Herscher japan or like the walt disney of japan i would be more inclined to say the walt disney of japan yes wow nice. i'm not exaggerating when i say that either but yes we are talking about my neighbor totoro and we both watched the dubbed version mm -hmm. and it's funny you bring up walt disney because 
his company is responsible for the dubbing mm. for many of the movies because John Lasseter, who was the head of Pixar, is mm-hmm. friends with Hayao Miyazaki, and oh. he wanted his work introduced to Western audiences mm-hmm. as big as possible. And he got Disney to help with the dubbing, a lot of the sound, and of course they got the best casts because the dubbing casts are really, really good. Mm-hmm. You you can recognize some names in this movie, but just just wait. Mm-hmm. And this is really a movie about a uh, a taste of Japanese life. Mm-hmm. Between these two little girls, it's a warm, sunny day. We get 10-year-old Satsuki, who is voiced by Dakota Fanning, a very mm-hmm. young Dakota Fanning, and a four-year-old Mei, who is voiced by her sister, Elle Fanning. Mm-hmm. That's something I picked up right away, is that you really do buy that these two are sisters, mm-hmm. and that there's a bond between them, because they're actually voiced by... Yeah, re- by sisters. Mm-hmm. Which, that really helps. And their father... Um, but yeah, their last name is the Kusakabe. Mm-hmm. They drive with their father, Tatsuo, who's voiced by Tim Daly, along a road towards a new home because they're moving. Mm-hmm. And they're excited about the move since it'll bring them closer to their mom, Yasuko, who's played by Leah Salanja, who was, um, or Salanga, who was the singing voice of Jasmine. Mm. And she's ill in the hospital. And it's implied she has tuberculosis. Oh. I was I was wondering what disease is the one that is implying here is it cancer or was like a, what what is it? <laughs> yeah, this movie takes place apparently in the nineteen fifties in Japan, mm. mm-hmm. and they're moving into this house just so they can be closer to the mom, and she's re- she's recovering. And when they get there, they're very energetic. They like to scream and laugh and just. <laughs> mess around they're they're kids Mm -hmm. especially little girls oh my lord they got so much energy in this movie Mm -hmm. and then we come across um these creatures they're called susawatari we they are small and they're dust they they look like dust yeah the dust particles yes but the this is when we get introduced to the spirits Mm -hmm. which is a big thing in eastern culture especially japan Mm -hmm. is that the spirit world is very much a part of their folklore. And ghosts are very much a big part as well, much like in Spanish culture where ghosts are a big part of their Mm. um, quote-unquote horror. It's Mm -hmm. the same thing with Japan, but they deal with different types of ghosts and spirits. There's vengeful spirits. There's just... In in this movie, there's forest Mm -hmm. spirits. And... Right away, Raul, when this movie opened up, what were your initial thoughts? Like, what uh, was the overall feel? I like the colorfulness. Uh, I like the uh, the animation style. I like the sound. I don't know if it was especially because the mix of the dubbing and the original music around it. I was like, wow, this movie has really good sound design. Uh... Like I said, I didn't know nothing about this movie, so my expectations were like, uh, because this is a different country of animation. I was like, uh, why? Are, what are these movies so beloved? I was like, uh, is is 
this thing setting is the drama is setting up something darker, especially with the spirits. Like I was already having my theories about it. Like one of my theories was that I thought that one of them were dead, that the girls, one of the girls of the dad was dead. And I thought another theory that Billy saw me like seeing the last 20, 30 minutes, I thought that maybe Totoro represented God or a demon. That's why the <laughs> girls can go in in the forest and they can see they can see Totoro in different moments. And um, the other thing that I was thinking of, I also thought that maybe the girls lost their dad in the war and Totoro represented their father. I also, that was one of my other theories, especially because when you said that it was in the 50s, I thought that the movie was maybe in like the 20s or 30s because of the phone. Oh, yes, the old-timey phones. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that was kind of like my reaction in that in the beginning. But I like the feel. And like you said, I noticed that it was kind of like a... But part of me was like, maybe this is going to be kind of like a, a super, like, children's movie. Like, made for, like, little children. Yes. But in my head, because of the animation style, I thought it was going to go into a darker realm. I'm not saying that I'm I'm not saying that I'm disappointed, but my expectations were high, especially because I have that fucked up sense of liking stuff that are they're, they're dark darker. Yeah, no, he wanted the kids hit by a car and Totoro just to be dead or something. And <laughs> uh, because that car, that cat bus looked creepy, it reminded me of the of the worm bus that will take you to hell from the Frighteners. If people know Ooh. that scene. Yeah, I was like, if people saw that scene, good movie, Peter Jackson before the Lord of the Rings. And so if you know, that's the thing that reminded me that cat bus, and especially inside of it, I was like, a, is that the fucking worm that take you from, to hell from the Frighteners? <laughs> <laughs> and all of those theories turned out to be incorrect, but I liked where you were thinking. Yeah, it subverted my expectations. <laughs> be mm -hmm. it. Star Wars fans that they will still get angry if you say the words subverted the expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes, this house is very old and it's falling apart. And but the girls like it. And they immediately go out. Like what little kid wouldn't want to explore a new surrounding, like the area around it. They open up all the windows and the doors and they go up to the attic. That's where we see the Sutamari. Mm -hmm. And or Susu Watery. Mm. Sorry. My, my, I do not know Japanese, so I apologize. And they are just... They're intrigued by everything. And um, May catches one of them mm -hmm. and brings it down to show them. But then um, they run into the caretaker of the home who wants to be known as Granny, mm -hmm. who in the dub is voiced by Pat Carroll, or the voice of Ursula. Mm. That was why it sounded familiar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She's, she's the next door neighbor, and she sees that they're covered in soot. Mm -hmm. And that they must have, yeah, stumbled across the Susuwatari, or the soot sprites. Mm -hmm. And they'll most likely leave because they inhabit empty houses. And if they like people, then they will move on somewhere else. And we see her grandson, Kanta, um, emerge outside and 
shout that the house is haunted, but everybody finds it amusing, including the dad who's just like, I've always wanted to live in a haunted house, even as a boy. Yes. Um, then we get a um, a scene where Raul is just like, you have to explain this to me. Yes. And it's when they're all taking a bath together. Mm-hmm. And I do have an explanation for that because I thought the first time I saw it, it was weird as well. Like, why why is the dad bathing with the little girls? But in Japan, families often bathe together. Mm-hmm. And parents often bathe with the child of the opposite sex until puberty. Mm-hmm. So it's not an uncommon thing. Mm-hmm. It's seen as a family bonding. It has nothing to do with sex. Mm-hmm. And in fact, communal bathhouses used to have mixed sex bathing um, all the time, although that's changed in many areas because of pressure in Western culture. Mm -hmm. So that is why there is nothing sexual about that at all. Mm. And that's just a different culture. Yeah, it's a different culture. And I was like, uh, I just need some explanation. I didn't saw it as creepy or like a, or like a Karen here in the States. I was like, oh my God, cancel HBO Max, cancel Studio Ghibli. I didn't saw it in that way, but I was like, uh, wait. Because in Mexico, this is our, this is our culture. Little girls will bathe with the mother and little boys will bathe with the father. And so it was maybe... Also, I'm misreading the, the situation, maybe because the mother was not there. That's why the father was beating with, with them. But now that you explained that, I was like, okay, now I can see the situation. Yes, and it's starting to creak outside, and it looks like it's it's getting really windy, and mm-hmm. it's dark out. And then the father, out of nowhere, just starts laughing. And he's just <laughs> like, no, 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 just just laugh. We'll encourage any of the spirits to go away. And sure enough, they just start laughing and it seems fun and they're just playing in the water mm-hmm. and yeah, it's really cool. And then we get a staple of Studio Ghibli, which is the food. Oh man, yes. they make food look so good. Damn, it made me hungry. Like seeing <laughs> that the way that she was preparing the rice and putting the masago on top and the tuna. And I'm like, bitch. I was like, I'm poor as hell. That looks like a $25 dish here in L.A. (laughs) You've seen nothing yet. But yes, in Mm -hmm. Studio Ghibli movies, there's often a scene where there's a lot of eating. Mm -hmm. And the food looks so good. And in this case, it's like you said, it's a bento box. Mm -hmm. Which is a lot of fish and rice. And a lot of, again, a lot of Eastern food. Mm -hmm. These are staples. And Satsuke actually cooks for the family mm-hmm. because the dad's been busy um, moving all this stuff in and and working at the college on the university. Yeah. He's an archeology span professor. So mm. yes, Indiana Jones much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, she goes off for school and may goes outside and granny, I think is going to come over to watch her. While the dad goes to the college, he works at the local university, and she notices two little rabbit creatures poking out of the grass. And she, of course, follows them because they've been dropping acorns. Mm -hmm. And we saw these acorns earlier when they were checking out the house, and they were just like, oh, what's this? And yeah, it could be a squirrel 
or a rat and they're just like no we like squirrels better the little girls are cute though Mm -hmm. just like their voices and everything yeah when they they were really young Mm -hmm. like very very young that's the thing that i wanted to ask you because the movie was released in the 80s in japan but when it was released in the states because that cut of fanny when she got big was when she was like seven or eight when she did that movie with the girl from i'm forgetting her name right now that she died pretty young that she was kind of like her nanny with Ashton Kutcher, that she also did that movie. With- oh, Brittany Murphy. Thank you, Brittany Murphy. Rest in peace. I remember that Dakota Fanning got famous like uh, until like 99 or 2000 when she did that movie with I Am Sam. Yeah, with Sean Penn. With Sean Penn. So I'm like, when did she did this stopping? Was the movie? 2000, 2005. Oh, so that's the thing I wanted to ask. Was the dubbing like 10 or 15 years later? It the dubbing has been known to be or has been known to happen many years later mm. and let's see if this was 2005 then l fanning i think was seven or so mm. and I, I think they recorded it a while ago uh-huh. i think they were like maybe like i i think dakota was much I think she was seven and L was like four when mm. they recorded because they were very little and they had to... mm-hmm. going through it scene by scene. It takes a long time. Mm-hmm. But yes. Um, after that. And when believe... the little girl is chasing, the, I put it in my nose. So like when the little girl goes full visit underneath the house and they, she's following the bunnies. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was like, I thought that the granny was going to be like, boo, like in the visit. <laughs> <laughs> And then she goes into the woods mm-hmm. and she follows them through a path in the shrubbery. She loses her hat along mm-hmm. the way. And we come to a large camphor tree, which is a tree native to Japan, where they disappear in, in a hole beneath the roots, which is very much very uh, like an Alice in Wonderland or, mm-hmm. a, or a Pan's Labyrinth, where it's the entry to another world. Mm-hmm. And this is the spirit world of the forest. So you're saying that that's another thing that James Cameron stole for Avatar? The soul tree? Like, oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> I mean, they all have influence from something. Mm-hmm. But she falls through it and she lands in this big mossy hollow. Mm-hmm. She meets this large slumbering version of this big creature it's sort of like the bunny creatures and kind of like a cat. And that is, this is 30 minutes in. This is not a long movie, by the way. This is an hour and a half. Uh-huh. And this is where we meet the title titular character, Totoro. And he's just, um, really he's sleeping. Yep. And Totoro, it's a mispronunciation on her part of Tororu, which is the mm-hmm. Japanese word for troll. Ah, so that's why she said makes that troll from the storybook. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she sleeps on his stomach. I mean, he yells in her face or like mm-hmm. yawns in her face, but she's just messing around. And Totoro, he seems intimidating at first because mm-hmm. he's a big creature, but he's he's actually very gentle and he won't bother you. Mm-hmm. Just more curious, but he, he's a forest spirit. 
and it's very green. The colors in this movie, like you said, just pop. Mm-hmm. And it's something you could introduce to little children, very little children. So Setsuki arrives home from school, and they find May missing, mm-hmm. and they search for her. And they find the hat near the near the woods, and they follow the same path, but she's sleeping in the bushes. Mm-hmm. May's confused about this because she thought that because she was sleeping on Totoro. And she retraces her steps, but they can't find it again. It only leads outside of the house. And they think it's amusing because you know how little kids <laughs> exaggerate things. And she starts to get angry because she's just like, I'm telling the truth, Dad. Mm-hmm. She just goes, no, I, I believe you. I just think that if Totoro wants to be seen, he will let himself be seen. Yeah, especially when the father was like, trees and people were used to be friends. And then he says, please continue to look after us. And then she, they all bow to the tree. And I'm like, is this movie in the happening universe? No, this that's, another thing. Happening? that's <laughs> another thing in Eastern culture is that they very much respect or a lot of characters should respect nature. Mm-hmm. And that is another thing about Hayao Miyazaki movies. He is an environmentalist. Mm. He very much. It's not very present in this movie but when we get to later movies you will see the obvious pro environmental messages good to know good to know and that's my other part of my notes of uh, that was gonna make earlier so the girls can see random spirits and some people can see them too so technically you're saying that this movie takes place after season two of Korra because Korra eliminated the bridge between the spirits and the Avatar. <laughs> it's it's something like that. They, <laughs> it, it draws it draws very similar. Like Korra took very similar uh, approach mm-hmm. to spirits, especially with the designs. Yes, you'll you'll especially see that when we get to Princess Mononoke mm-hmm. with the spirit designs, and but they just ride into town. And they're going to visit the mother and they see that Granny and Kanta, who is just the boy that, of course, he's nervous mm-hmm. about uh, Satsuki because they're similar ages. And he doesn't like her because she's a girl. <laughs> and she doesn't understand. But the dad is just like, hey, I acted like that the same way. Mm-hmm. Because as you know, you know why little boys tug on little girls pigtails or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's the only way for them to say that they like them why they it's the same thing like you make fun of somebody so much that's might be code for saying that you like them mm-hmm. even as an adult but they're they're working in the rice patties and uh kata and sasuke they just they blow raspberries at each other which is when they when you stick your tongue out and then they visit the mom and they're talking about oh how the house is and the mom is just like oh Oh, that's really wonderful. I'm really happy. And the the little one, May, mm-hmm. she she talks about when the mom is hopefully when she's well enough to come home, she'll sleep with her in her bed and they bond. That's a big thing mm-hmm. is that families often would sleep together because Japanese homes are a lot smaller mm-hmm. and they don't have furniture, which is why you see them often sitting on their knees and stuff, which is why a lot of elderly Japanese people, they have great like back and leg muscles because mm-hmm. they have to 
constantly get up themselves. And they're just enjoying their time. She's brushing their hair. And you said something that the mom looked too well. I was like, yeah, the man looks too healthy to be at the hospital. That was one of my notes. <laughs> it was like a, I was like, a, um, and that's the thing that said, Billy, I, I remember this joke from a movie, a TV show. It was like, a, somebody be dying, like in Shrek. Somebody has to die here. There's a lot of setup here. That, like I said in my theory at the at the beginning, of the, I thought that one of them was going to die or maybe, or that's out of my nose. Maybe all of them, they're dead, and that's why they can see spirits, because it's the twist of a movie that Billy has seen, but I'm not going to say the title of the movie. Hmm. Remember that those people, they don't know that they're a supernatural beings? Oh, I know. <laughs> we're not going to we're not gonna specify. Uh-huh. But I, I now know. <laughs> yes. Then the next day at school, Satsuki is just... Having this movie, it does feel like just a day in the life of this Japanese family Mm -hmm. that happens to have spirits in it. And that's a lot of uh, Miyazaki movies, like for kid Miyazaki movies. There's there's a couple like this. The next one we do is also much like this, but Mm -hmm. it's much better, I believe. And we see May and Granny are outside and May was supposed to be with Granny that day while the dad is teaching at the university mm-hmm. but she doesn't want to be with anybody but her sister but her sister has to go to school but satsuki te- uh, gets the teacher to let may stay with her in school mm-hmm. and they walk home that afternoon while they're waiting at the dead at the bus stop and it's raining r- it is raining hard great um, animation for the rain yes and they take shelter under a roof, and uh, Kanta arrives, and he just gives them an umbrella. He he does it kind of abrasively mm-hmm. to, sh- to hide the kind act, mm-hmm. but he does give them an umbrella. Mm-hmm. And then this is the po- the poster of the movie, mm-hmm. the art on the front. This is where we see that Totoro arrives, and he puts a little leaf on his head, which is hilarious because of his size. And May gives him another umbrella because I believe that they find it. And also, it's the first time of uh, Sasuke to notice the spirits because only May could, could see them. Yes, and that was the thing that the dad brought up. He said, "You saw a spirit. That's a rare thing because they don't often make themselves known to people. It's like the Polar Express. You only can hear the bell ring if you believe in Santa Claus. It's that logic." And this is where Totoro, he he gets like a fat raindrop on the Mm -hmm. umbrella and he just smiles and then he just jumps up. Boom. All Mm -hmm. the water that was in the tree just comes down. Mm -hmm. And May's asleep. And then he comes on, like you mentioned, the infamous cat bus, Mm -hmm. which, yes, would scare the shit out of me. It's this cat with like six legs and inside of it's like a bus. And it's got these big yellow glowing mm-hmm. eyes like um, the lights of a car. And it comes and takes Totoro away. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, um, what the hell is going on? Oh, what is it? The cat bus was like, it's not creepy, but it was like, uh, this is weird even for, even for me. I was like, <laughs> but it looks nice. It's a good design. I, I like it. Mm-hmm. And Satsuki was, had Mei sleeping on her back. 
and she's a little confused. But uh, Totoro gives Satsuki um, a package. It's, it's wrapped in a leaf for getting on. And then they disappear. Much it, The cat bus actually reminds me of the Cheshire cat from Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar to Alice in Wonderland. And with this smile, too. The big grin. And the dad arrives, and he, he's like, I'm sorry I'm late. But they they walk home. They open the package, and it's acorns. Mm-hmm. They they go outside in the garden to plant them because acorns are seeds. They're they're tree seeds. Mm-hmm. People forget about that. Then that night, Satsuki and May are awakened um, by noise outside, mm-hmm. and they see Totoro, who has um, the dad's umbrella, because that that was the umbrella that they had the extra one. It was their dad's, and they join him outside, and they mimic his dancing with the other spirits, mm-hmm. the, the the two bunny creatures, and they encourage the acorns to grow, and then it starts growing, like Jack and the Beanstalk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a big ass tree. Very, very high. And the girls cheer, but then Totoro pulls out this spinning top and he stands on it the girls uh they grab onto him and then he starts flying and he's still carrying the umbrella which reminded me of mary poppins and holding his weight too that's one of my notes because i think when you say spinning top because in spanish i know that as a trompo it's like how is that big as that trompo holding the weight of totoro and the other creatures and the girls (laughs) the spinning top (laughs) Also, talking yeah. about spinning tops, that's the thing that took Catalina's eye in Cuna de Lobos. I knew you were going to bring up a freaking <laughs> telenovela. Um, and then, or they, they start making music with some gourds, mm-hmm. but they're hollow, so they can make noise. And then the, the girls wake up the next morning, tree's gone, but they notice that the seeds have started to sprout. Mm-hmm. And they're happy. And then next day, um, they're enjoying a picnic with Granny, and she has all these vegetables from her garden. Mm-hmm. It'll, she says, oh, it'll make your mom get better because it's full of vitamins and all that. Mm-hmm. And then a telegram arrives uh, for the uh, Tetsuo, the father. And worried for the mom, she's just, because Satsuki is just like, all right, we, we got to call dad make sure that he knows that there's a telegram. Mm-hmm. They go to Kanta's house and he calls her back to say the mom is fine, but mm-hmm. she won't be able to come home that weekend because she has a cold. Mm-hmm. But despite the assurances, the girls, of course, they're taking it hard because they really want to see their mom again. Especially Kazuki says to Granny, was like, that happened last time. No, she's afraid that maybe the mom is going to die in any moment. Yeah, they're just like, you guys are probably blowing this out of proportion. She really does have a cold. But May just doesn't understand that. She's only four. She can't process the information. She's, she was told that her mom was going to come on that Saturday. But she's getting upset why she can't go home. But then Setsuki yells at her. and um, But it causes both girls to cry. 
things. Again, they're really little and they just, they don't understand some stuff. This is very, we're, we're almost actually done with the movie. Mm-hmm. There's really only one big part and we're only 30 minutes in this episode. It's how quickly this movie is goes. Also because it's not pretty heavy on the story. No, it feels very much like an indie movie. Mm-hmm. Where there's, there's only very loosely connected events. Mm-hmm. But it's more of, okay, this is this adventures of these little girls and these four spirits. And um, May, she decides to go to the hospital, to walk to the hospital, which is about three hours for an adult. Mm-hmm. And she wants to give her mom an ear of corn, which um, Granny gave her. Mm-hmm. But the problem is that nobody else sees her go. And by that time, um, Satsuki notices that May's missing. And every she starts asking people, hey, have you seen my sister just mm-hmm. along the road? And they're just like, no, we haven't seen a little girl or anything. And eventually, the whole neighborhood starts to look for may and satsuki feels bad for having yelled at her and she thinks that oh shoot like here is this her sandal because they think that she lost her shoes Mm -hmm. like where else could she be something might have happened to her Mm -hmm. and it's a brief tense moment where granny's just like is this her sandal and then satsuki is like no and was like damn it I was like, but good tension though. I was like, oh, someone is gonna die. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. She actually goes to the forest and she asks permission to enter the spirit world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much like Avatar, mm-hmm. uh, the Last Airbender, not the not the Navi <laughs> Avatar. But she finds the hole in the roots where May fell in, and she falls down. And she just lands on Totoro like he's a big, um, one of those stunt mats. Mm-hmm. No, but it's, it's very bouncy. And she's crying. She's just like, you got to help me find May. Mm-hmm. But Totoro, of course, he's very, he has this big, kind of creepy smile. Mm-hmm. But he's just very happy to help. And he takes Satsuki to the top of his tree. And he goes, <laughs> yells. Mm-hmm. And you're like, why is he doing this? But he calls the cat bus. Mm-hmm. Who takes her straight to May. Which I love that the little sign. It says the forest, like areas. It's it's like an actual bus. Yeah. And then this is the most magical segment. Where that, that's another thing in Ghibli movies is animals running across the field. Mm-hmm. And we see the cat bus taking May or taking Satsuke satsuki across the field and everything mm-hmm. and then she's just like oh nobody can see us because they're moving so fast and it, it takes her straight to may who's sitting alone on the side of the road mm-hmm. and um then they become perched in a tree outside their mom's window and they, they see their dad visiting mm-hmm and they leave May's corn on the windowsill and write a get well soon message on the husk of the 
corn, which mm-hmm. is kind of amazing. But then the cat bus takes them home. And then that that's really the big climax of the story. It's not it's not a real big like action stuff. It's just all right, this big event sort of happened. And then we we cut to the end credits where it's May and Satsuke's mother finally coming home. Mm-hmm. And we see the children playing with Totoro and his friends mm-hmm. and spirits watching them bond with the family. And yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Incredible. That might be one of our fastest uh, recaps ever. <laughs> yeah, I think also because this movie didn't have a lot of like lines. Like you can focus dramatically because people that have listened to this podcast, you know that I love fucking drama, especially in especially on a script that you can go deeper with the with the lines. This movie was made for children, hardcore, and um, I liked it, but maybe now now I know for the next Ghibli movies not to not to put my expectations too high. Because I was expecting something darker. But I still, it's an okay movie. It's a movie that I could see again. But yeah, you, you could show it to like your nieces and nephews yes. or something. And then they'll have a great time. They'll, mm-hmm. they'll enjoy the the pictures and all of that. But also people pictures. don't get confused. This is not a stupid children's movie. I'm not saying it's kind of like a Minions or something. It's a movie that looks beautiful and it feels nice. It's not like a movie that will make your kids dumb. Kind of like the Minions movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um, and I believe there's there's a lot of themes mm-hmm. in these movies. Music Animism, was great. Oh, yes. The music's always nice. Mm-hmm. And like you said, this is more of a visual mm-hmm. storytelling where it will show these scenes of just quiet moments. And they let them play out. And it's a lot like real life where there's no music and mm-hmm. it's just the sound design does. It helps you immerse in this world. Yeah. So you say it feels kind of like a, like a kid reading a storybook. One of those storybooks that, that pops up. Yeah. Pop-up book. Uh-huh. And animism, which is a belief that objects, places, and creatures all possess a spiritual essence. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing because they, they really do believe that um, everything has like a spirit. Mm-hmm. Totoro has these traits and has what is called a kami status, which are which are holy powers in the Shinto religion. Mm-hmm. And he lives in a camphor tree in a Shinto shrine, mm. which is where you use. It's a place where they keep sacred objects, mm-hmm. but they're not for worship. Shinto, I think, means shrine mm-hmm. in Japanese, and they—it really is like a slice of life in Japan during this time period, mm-hmm. where Hayao Miyazaki very much was a part of that. He is—he—he he was around Satsuki's age around this time. He grew up in the fifth. He, he was born in the early 40s, so mm-hmm. he's a very old man. Mm-hmm. He is 80 years old. Mm. 
So I feel like this was just him sort of reliving his childhood. Mm-hmm. And he, that's another thing. He focuses a lot on young women and girls mm-hmm. and how their perspective is on life and Japanese culture, which is very much a man centric. Mm-hmm. It's very conservative, which is ironic because much of their art is the farthest thing from conservative. Mm-hmm. It's it's the weirdest shit that you'll ever see. But yes, um, that was my neighbor Totoro, and for a a. I remember watching this for the first time. I was like, all right, where's the big moment where it's going to just hook me? Mm-hmm. It never really came. I still enjoy it. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm just like, it's overrated. People are definitely blowing this way out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Don't go in with super high expectations. Don't expect like, oh, this is going to be the greatest animated movie of all time. Just go in for like, it's a cute little children's film with a uh, nice enough yeah good enough visuals easy to follow story and it's it's good for very little kids mm-hmm. yeah don't expect dramatic uh, and darker stuff like me if i will give it a rating i will give it a seven hmm okay it's a little bit higher than i expected mm-hmm. i want to give it a six and a half Mm. it's just like i know that seems pretty low for me but i was just compared to the rest of studio ghibli's work mm-hmm. it's sort of middle of the road mm-hmm. it's not in my top five at all i the other the other four actually are because mm. we have five weeks mm-hmm. of ghibli oh yeah that's true i give it a seven especially because the animation is gorgeous Yes, that is something that is very consistent. Is mm-hmm. the animation is breathtaking. You mm-hmm. you have seen nothing yet. You have only scratched the surface, mm-hmm. my friend. Interesting. And the order that I chose for the movies is very specific. It's mm-hmm. not done year by year. It's it's movie by movie for me and we're going to transition into it's it's a very similar movie next week. Mm-hmm. But I, I, this is my third favorite uh, Ghibli movie. And uh, it's going to be Kiki's Delivery Service. Mm. It's it's a lot of people's favorites. Interesting. In, in at least in their top five. Mm-hmm. This is one of the ones where if you ask anybody who's a fan of Studio Ghibli, they will, Kiki is one of the first movies that they will list off. Mm-hmm. It's one of their favorites in general and i'm one of those people okay yeah in at conventions another thing is i will always see something associated with studio ghibli always whether it's spirited away seen a couple kikis mm-hmm. um never really seen a totoro not yet but if if you watch any anime you will definitely see like a costume mm-hmm. from studio ghibli you you have a very good chance of seeing it. I'm just I'm very happy that you enjoyed this one, but they'll they'll get better. Okay. I just trust me on this. And yeah, that's our episode. A very short episode. Very short one. 
And as always, you can find me at Robert RDC on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and on Stardust, and on TikTok at Robert RDC. You can follow the podcast at SYNSPod on Twitter. Give us a like. Uh, send us a send us a request on Stardust. Uh, sorry, Anchor. Uh, listen on Google Podcasts. Give us a review on Apple, on Apple Podcasts, and you'll be. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Master of Puns. Every word is capitalized, or Master of Puns one nine six. And you can follow me on Instagram at Billy Batson's Lightning. Nothing is capitalized. And once again, you can listen to our podcast on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Give us a five star review. Just write us a review, unless you're that one dick. And <laughs> um, yeah, once again, our Twitter is at SYNS Pod for the show. And yep, I'm I'm excited to take this journey along with you. And as always, see you next summer. Uh... <laughs>